Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the June 27th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some updates to talk about. We do. And then we have a really exciting book browsing session. We have Cassell Wilson on from NBP to talk about National Braille Press Summer Picks. Lots of good stuff there. So stay with us. So the first thing we want to update you guys on is the status of the Stream 3 tutorial. Don't get too excited, guys. It's not quite done. <laughs> this is strictly an update. And I am very happy to let you know that primary recording will probably be done by the end of this week. So the week that you are listening to this will probably be done with recording by the end of the week. So really happy about that. There will be some editing required afterwards. I am feeding it to Humanware as we are going through this process. So they are getting it as I am finishing it. And then I'm just waiting for feedback from them. So... There is a busy, busy week happening as you are listening to this. <laughs> Lots going on in Streamland, and recording is moving along at pace. And this is going to be a very, very worthwhile project that you are waiting on. I must say it offers a lot of material, a lot of information. I think you're going to be very pleased, and I think you're going to hopefully learn a lot, particularly those of you moving from Stream 2 to Stream 3. I really do my very best to point out the differences that you're going to find. So if you haven't yet made that decision to move from Stream 2 to 3, or if you're a little confused by your Stream 3, hopefully this information will help you. And by the way, I have to mention probably one of the things I'm proudest of. If you really struggle with typing on the stream, there's about a 30-minute piece just about typing. So a lot of good stuff here, guys. Very happy with how it's turning out, and I hope you will be too. So not quite done yet, but wanted to give you an update. The next thing we want to discuss is convention sales. So we will be starting our convention sales. They will run up until the 10th of July, and it will be 20% off of all of our digital downloads. Yep. So if there's something you've been waiting to get, and they should be going on as you're listening to this, shouldn't they? Yes, they should. So you can order anytime. You don't need any special codes or coupons. Admittedly, guys, we're not doing a lot of special stuff for convention. We're just giving you a nice discount across the board because, frankly, my main objective is to finish stream. <laughs> that's really where my head's at right now. And sometimes you have to get into that mindset to finish a project. So that is the main thing. There is a new product coming out. It will be out before the end of convention. It's just a matter of getting it completed. So those of you who attended <clears throat> our last event will know more about that, and that will be going up this week as well. So it's just a matter of continuing to stay tuned. I will send a newsletter out to the events list when the free version has gone up and give you a little more of an update on that. But anyone interested in getting some nice discounts, you will be able to do so during convention season. So we're going to let that go for a little while and you could save some money. And if you know people who you think would benefit from something, now's a good time to reintroduce them to us and let them know they can get some really good discounts. And just for those of you wondering, this is a good time to mention this. For those of you who have been asking me about things like, 
iOS documentation or new updates to a particular product. There is a lot in the catalog right now that we would frankly like to dust off and update. And I hope that this fall will allow the opportunity to do quite a bit of that. So just stay tuned to this space. Absolutely, the podcast will be one of the places that gets all those updates about new stuff and newly updated stuff. So if you're waiting for information about something like iOS material from us or updated Android, updated Hable, Apple Watch, you know, some of the stuff that we get asked about quite a lot, please do stay tuned. And when we have something new coming out, we will absolutely let you know. And I've not forgotten about all the new stuff that also we have discussed over the last few months. So there is a plethora of material that will be in the works. There is no rest for me over here in Mystic Access land. And lots of new goodies and revised goodies will be coming by the end of this year. So please do be patient with us. Stay tuned. We're not going to release it if it's not the highest quality we can make it. Those of you who are familiar with us know about that already. It's not how we work. So when you get it, it will be as good as we can make it. That just might take a little more time than we all want. Speaking of modifications, there are a couple things that I wanted to talk about. One is on the website. You will notice the cart is now visible if you have something in it you can remove from the cart you can go to checkout right on the page and it is actually the first heading of the page if you miss the cart for whatever reason it's also at the bottom of the page so it is the same cart but it's in two different places and we did that to make things easier to find and to work with the other thing i did want to mention too is audio quality so I don't know if people have noticed over the past couple of weeks or we hope you have. Couple, yes. <laughs> so I found a website thanks to somebody on Mastodon. They posted a link. And what it does is you send up your audio. So once your audio is edited, you send up your audio and it cleans it up and it makes it sound really, really good. A perfect example of this process was in the last podcast where you're talking to Annie. Annie you don't want to hear what that sounded like before. Right. There's a before and the after, which we don't <laughs> keep the befores because they're mm, awful. No. But you were talking about Annie. I apologize. I stepped on you. But Annie was very, very low. Very, very hard to understand because of the way we were recording it. And this website made magic out of the audio. It was really, really amazing what it had done. So we do that now moving forward, you know. So just to let you know that that is now part of the podcasting process. And so, the product creation process, too. From now on, you're going to hear all that audio magic on products that we update or products that are new. The neat thing is they give you two hours for free a month. And if you need more audio processing you have to pay for it. So, of course, we can't get away with the two-hour plan anymore. Nope. So we had to add time to this, but we think it's well worth it in the long run. Oh, absolutely. It makes us sound really, really good. And neither of us are audio engineers by any stretch of the imagination. Just listen to some of our early stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, we think this makes a huge difference. And now we are going to go into the castle and talk to Cassell Wilson of National Braille Press. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. 
Here we are in the Magic Castle once again with a guest who is all too familiar with our Magic Castle by this point, because I think you have definitely earned your place as our most frequent podcast guest, which is very, very cool. And we're here with Cassell Wilson. She is editorial director at NBP to discuss summer picks from National Braille Press, which is always fun. We always try and have Cassell on summer and eh, early winter or, you know, late fall time frame to discuss what's coming out in winter picks as well. So we started having her come for summer as well because conventions are just about to hit. We'll talk more about that before we end, I'm sure. And as always, it is a pleasure to have you on, Cassell. Thanks for coming back. Well, thank you so much. Yes, I believe I have a permanent guest room in the castle. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I, We've um, got to charge you rent. Oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> I really enjoy the opportunity to talk with you guys. I always do. You know our products so well. You know NBP and its history so well. You guys are definitely allies of what we do, allies of our mission. And so I really thank you for this opportunity. Plus, I like you guys both personally. You know, Kim has become a friend and I just enjoy the time together. We almost always end up laughing. Most definitely. Yeah, we try to have fun whenever we get the opportunity. So often it's work, work, work. So these sessions are particularly fun to have you come and Obviously, we're talking about books, but we're talking about books, which we love books. So, mm. you know, it's playtime. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about summer picks this time around, and we have some great ones. I was looking through, and there's some exciting kind of innovative new things, which I know we will get to. There's one item in particular I'm excited to hear more about. But maybe this time, let's twist it around a little bit, because we usually start with cookbooks. But I'm thinking maybe this time, let's start with the new technology books and twist it up a little bit and let people know maybe now they have more free time to study or play, or maybe they want to take a good book to the beach and learn more while they are kind of out having some fun in the sun during their R&R time. What's new in the technology section or category? Yeah, let's definitely discuss that. I think probably the first thing I would want to discuss is this book we have a new book called iOS Basics for the Beginning User. And it's a two-volume book, and it's with a new author, and her name is Addie Svensson. And you may know her because she did do a guest piece in a book that we did a long time ago with Judy Dixon. Gosh, and now I can't even remember which title that was. I think it was maybe the book about games. But this book is interesting for a couple reasons. As you know, Anna Dresner used to do a book called Getting Started with the iPhone, and we would update that book for every new iteration of the operating system. And that book was incredibly detailed, very robust. It had crept up to three volumes, and I think we were right on the verge of four. And it is very comprehensive. It really goes button by button, screen by screen, you know, right from taking your phone out of the box to, you know, covering all the major features. And we decided, you know, Anna came to a point where she could no longer continue to do that book. So we decided to try to sort of reimagine our getting started with the iPhone book and reimagine it as a much simpler publication, a shorter publication, more of a big picture overview for the really beginning user. And we made that decision for a couple different reasons. You know, the iPhone has been out now for quite some time. And 
a lot of our readers have good background knowledge about the iPhone and are looking mostly for what's new in the most recent operating system. But then the new user who comes in might be intimidated by a book that's too detailed. So we wanted something that was really, really big picture and somewhat evergreen. So that's what the iOS Basics for the Beginning User book is. She really just takes you through the most important things about the iOS operating system, voiceover, the physical description of the phone, basic navigation, basic setting it up and personalizing it, and things like how to enter text and how to do general configurations for the general settings, the accessibility settings, and of course, the voiceover settings. So check that out. New author a new sort of way to approach the iOS operating system. Very cool. And that might help with a lot of people's intimidation factor with some of that, because especially for people who may need that more stripped down format in order to feel a little more stable, a little more, hmm, maybe I can get this because you're not showing me every single thing in the book. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a great idea. And hopefully people will check it out. Yeah, and actually that makes me think about a book that you and Chris did for us, which is the Computer Basics for the Newly Blind User, and that's an introduction to Windows-related assistive technology. And that would be the same sort of premise. Let's say you're a newly blind individual, or maybe even you're just someone who has been blind since birth but has never really dipped their toe into technology. The Computer Basics book will give you that big picture overview for a beginning user of how to use your PC. So, you know, we are always looking to approach technology from a lot of different directions and for a lot of different experience levels and comfort levels, and also, of course, across different operating systems and devices. Now, I do want to point out there's one error in our summer catalog. We are not producing a computer Braille code reference card. That is basically in there by mistake. (laughs) But I just wanted to point that out, that that's not something that we're producing. In terms of other new technology products, we have the iOS 16 reference card. That's something that Anna Dresner had always produced. And then this year, Janet Ingber updated it for us. As you know, not a lot changes in terms of keystrokes from operating system to operating system, but there are some new keystrokes and I think a few that have been reassigned. So it is good to stay up to date on that. Definitely. Do you want to talk a little bit about your getting started with the Windows 11 book? Sure. That turned out to actually be really interesting because when we started that, that was sort of a revision or an upgrade from Windows 10 to 11 because we had done a Windows 10 book for you guys. And we said, well, we're going to update this. And well, I know this and this and this and this, A, B, C, and D are going to change. So those pieces are going to be rewritten. But by the time it was over and done with, there was a ton of rewriting for that book. But it taught us a lot about Windows 11. Both of us actually love Windows 11. We both think it's a great operating system. And there are things that we both really like in terms of how you can organize it and what you can do with it that 10 did not have. Now, I know this is a pretty firm dividing line. People seem to either love it or hate it, but we definitely hope you'll give this book a chance and kind of at least see what's new. It doesn't mean you have to like it, but you can certainly learn a lot because we do dive into, for instance, the new start menu, which is a completely different critter than the Windows 10 start menu. It's very different. It looks very different. It behaves differently. And I feel like it's much more customizable because in Windows 10, for instance, you have those tiles 
those tiles drove me nuts. And they're difficult to write about because many of them are not very accessible, particularly in terms of moving them around, moving them from point A to B. And in Windows 11, you don't have things like that. There are also some kind of new innovative things. The text dictation has been vastly improved in Windows 11, for instance. So there's a lot of really cool things that you can do in 11. And we tried to touch on all those innovative points and look at it, particularly from that perspective of what's new and cool. You know, what can you do? What might get you excited while still covering all the bases of all the new keystrokes and all the new sections and what was old is, you know, how that changed. So it was an intense thing to write, but it was very fun. That's definitely, I feel like, one of the most fun books that we've written for NBP, just because there was a lot to share, and we were having a lot of fun with it as we were writing the book. If I remember correctly, one of the cool features in Windows 11 that I particularly like was the ability to move the taskbar items or icons around so you can organize them the way that you want with keystrokes. Yep. I love that too. It's very organizable. If you're someone who likes to customize things, you'll love Windows 11 because you can do a lot with it very accessibly. You can even do Android apps. You can. You can use Android apps on Windows 11, which is very cool. We got a bit into that. So yeah, it's a very fun book and we had a lot of fun with it and are thrilled that it's available for people to check out. We get a lot of calls. I'm using Windows 10 and I'm kind of scared to upgrade. Well, you might enjoy it. So here's a way to try before you buy, essentially, if you want to. Just get the book and see if it seems easier to you now that you've learned a few keystrokes and kind of the layout from a screen reader perspective. And let's just say something now here. You buy these books from National Braille Press. (laughs) Yes. If we wrote them and they're a book, then you get them from National Braille Press, not Mystic Access. Yes, we do get some confusion about that. So you'll go to nbp.org. Or you'll call the customer service number and you can order any of the books that we have done for NBP directly from National Braille Press. Well, so also, let's say someone purchases the book from us and then they would like some one-on-one instruction or maybe even access to online instructional material. You do offer instructional videos and some personalized instruction. Is that correct? We do. We don't do a lot of personalized training these days. It's not something that we're focused on currently just because of the number of projects that are kind of in process here. But yes, depending on what you're looking for, we may have something audio-wise to assist with that. So it's definitely worth checking. If you find something and you like a book, for instance, and you're wondering what else we have, you're definitely welcome to visit us or drop us an email, give us a call. We'll be happy to let you know, because if you're someone who likes to learn both by reading and listening, we can certainly help you out with that. Excellent. So let's mix it up a second, because there's a product that I probably can't just wait any longer, because I'm excited to hear about how this came to be, and I'd really like to talk about it for a second, that you've got in this catalog, in the Summer Picks catalog, which are these Braille blocks. Tell me about that. How did that even happen? Because that just seems like such a cool concept and such a neat creative way to learn. Ah, yeah, the Braille blocks. Well, there is sort of a story about these blocks. We include a Braille block in our Readbooks bag, and Readbooks is a program where we offer a bag of free beginning Braille materials to any parent or teacher of a blind child so that the young blind person in their life can be exposed to Braille as soon as possible, as early as possible. So the Readbooks bags have all sorts of different beginning Braille materials, including what we call a Braille caravan block. 
And the Caravan Block is a Caltech product, and that's Shirley Keller and Irma Goldberg. They developed this Caravan Block. Well, we decided to try to make these blocks available to even more people. So we worked with a manufacturer to produce a sort of slightly different version of this block. It's the same general premise, but it has a different look and feel, and it's a slightly different size. And those are the blocks that we're putting together into a kit. So the block is updated, and the kit is an adaptation of a booklet that Caltech had produced earlier with some interesting activities that people could use to practice Braille. So the idea is that the block is like a Braille cell. It would be almost like jumbo Braille, right? These are really big pins that you can put into either the raised or the lower position to form a Braille cell. And a young person can use this block to practice their Braille characters. And eventually, of course, you could use it to practice contractions, but really it's for the very beginning Braille user. So it would be someone just learning the individual character signs and how to form those Braille cells. But what's really nice is it's tactile. It makes a nice clicking sound as you raise and lower each pin. It's shaped in such a way that you can connect blocks. That's one of the reasons we think of these as a caravan block, although the new block is not called a caravan block. But you can string them together to make your words and physically clip them together. And so that's what that is. And we're really excited about it. It sounds really cool. I remember, I don't know exactly how it worked, but I have some vague memory of doing something similar with like what I remember to be like a cork board kind of thing. And then I would put the little pins in to show the Braille letters and the various portions of this little thing. And, you know, I'm sure this isn't exactly like that, but it kind of reminded me of very early reading days. Of course, my mother had me in the NLS since I was two and learning Braille pretty much since (laughs) infancy, but that's my mom. Go mom. But I remember those experiences and how fun they were for me. And, you know, it's fun. When learning is fun, it just happens naturally. It's more Mm. organic. And I think that something like this, I just applaud anyone who is creative enough to come up with fun stuff like this and then giving kids the opportunity to learn. Because when you have fun with something, it's always easier. I agree 100%. And these really are fun. It's fun to have it in your hands and to hear each pin when you click it into place to form your character. It's fun. I think people will really, really enjoy it. Love it. So let's talk about something that maybe isn't so fun. Getting your blood work done. Ooh, that's always kind of yuck for people. And it's complex. So you have this situation happen and you're maybe intimidated and stressed out to begin with because no one wants to do this. But yet, then your doctor only spends a few minutes with you. And I think actually in the description, the catalog, it said something like nine minutes per patient. So that is just really not enough time to tell you very much or show you very much. And usually in terms of many physicians, they're off to their next person and kind of not thinking about you. So you need to know how this works and how to interpret your results successfully and know more from your own vantage point about what's going on with you. So you have a book now that will in three volumes, so it's a lot of book, help with that situation. Yeah, we are very, very excited about this book. It's exactly like you said. You go for your yearly physical. Your doctor says, I'm going to order a complete blood panel, and maybe they'll you know, do several different sort of panels to look at your particular snapshot of health. 
And then, you know, you get the results and the results are a series of three-letter codes. And it's like, well, what does that mean? What is that? What does it stand for? How can I even interpret these results? So it's a question that basically every single person could find themselves asking. And it's information that every single person would want to know, blind or sighted. You know, how can I really take this data, understand this data, benefit from this data? And back in the day, maybe you'd have a sit-down conversation with your doctor to go over these, but mostly you hear everything looks good or one or two things are maybe slightly high or slightly low, but you don't really get an in-depth discussion. And this book will go through every single three-letter code that you might encounter in your blood work results and tell you what that is. What is it referring to? What does it mean? And help you to better understand the results of your blood work. This is really empowering and this would be really empowering for anyone. And so how this book came to be is I do have a series of people that I pick up the phone and I call on a regular basis and I say, you know, what do you think of the books I'm making? Are there any books I'm not making that I should be? Is there anything out there or any area that you think is underrepresented? You know, give me your ideas, give me your feedback. And this particular gentleman who's actually been such an amazing resource for me, he suggested that I look at this topic area. And then I did, and I found this particular product and we decided to produce it in Braille. So, I mean, I'm really, really excited about it. And it looks like it's being well-received. Definitely it is selling. People are interested. People are buying it. And that reaffirms the sort of universal need for this information. Definitely. Any way to continue that process of gaining more empowerment with our own personal health in an accessible format, that is a good thing. So definitely, if you're the least bit curious about these things and, you know, if you want to maintain or improve your health, it's a great thing to have. Great, great idea. Speaking of personal health, you also have in the catalog a new Heart Healthy cookbook. Oh, yes, we do. So you may have noticed over the last couple of years, we have a couple different types of cookbooks that we like to do. We like to do ones that are about making good food very quickly for our busy lives. And we also tend to look at cookbooks that focus on healthy food. So we have a book called From the Heart, Heart Healthy Dishes from the Healthy Cook. And this is really literally heart healthy recipes, but that also taste good. This is a nutrition action publication. We have done books from them in the past. The idea is that these are dishes that are on this, what would be called the DASH diet, D-A-S-H. Now, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to even try to go into the details of the DASH diet. But the idea is that this is healthy recipes for a healthy heart. And a couple example recipes would be like the pan-roasted butternut squash and lentils, Mediterranean fish stew, Turkish spiced chicken, quinoa and winter fruit salad, and then, you know, dozens of other recipes. Nice. Even my hubby over there, who sometimes has an aversion to fruits and veggies, was like, mmm, butternut squash, yum. So, hey, if he'll eat it, <laughs> you guys have a chance, too, of making your spouse or significant other eat it. So. And I like a lot of the cookbooks that you produce because they're fairly simple in many ways in terms of ingredients. I hate having to buy 12 or 15 ingredients for one dinner, and then I'm thinking, what am I going to do with the rest of this? You know, mm. how am I going to use it? So. 
sometimes having a simpler thing with fewer and I know you have a lot of cookbooks based on that, but even in the case of these, these just look so wholesome and so nice that they'll be kind of a pleasure to eat multiple days in a row if you've got leftovers or just something easy that you can put together relatively easily and quickly and a lot of us just don't have a lot of time to spend an hour in the kitchen every night trying to make dinner. So sounds like a really great concept. I look forward to going and reading more about the recipes because you always have the table of contents right there on the website. So you can definitely look up these things on the NBP site and check out a full list. That's a good point about the the table of contents. That's true. You can take a closer peek at books just by visiting our website. And if you're not, you know, super comfortable surfing the internet, you can give us a call and we can sort of walk you through at least the main sections of any different book. I think my next cookbook that I want to do is I want to do a cookbook about cooking without recipes. And that would be a book about, you know, developing this intuitive sense of what to cook just based on what you have. So you open the fridge, you know, you talked about, I make a recipe and then I have little bits left over. A book that would be about opening your fridge, seeing like, oh, okay, I have X, I have Y, I have Z, what can I make? And developing that intuitive sense to help you. So be on the lookout. Yeah, be on the lookout and or call me if you have a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. My mom is so good at that. And it's just something that I've attempted to develop and And usually I'll end up doing something like, hmm, I'm just going to boil an egg. You know, (laughs) if I come to the evening sometimes and my brain has lost all its creativity. So definitely it's something I would like to develop my own intuitive sense of how to make that a bit of an easier process. So I love it. Definitely. Or I should do an egg cookbook because I'm the same way. Like the egg is the perfect food. (laughs) I should do do one all about the dozen ways to use a dozen eggs. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I love it. Yeah, definitely. And now the eggs are coming down in price again, we can Mm. have eggs in the fridge all the time, which is great. (laughs) Mm. So speaking of things that are great, speaking of creativity tools, we were talking a little earlier about kids learning Braille and kids getting creative. You've got a new Riddles book that I was excited to see. Oh, yes. We are very excited about this one. And even though it's called Difficult Riddles for Smart Kids, of course, many, many, many adults order this book as well. This is 300 Difficult Riddles and Brain Teasers, and it is one volume in hard copy Braille, and it's really about problem solving. So there's your typical brain teasing riddles, and there's things that will test your logic, your memory, look at your ability to see patterns and make connections between different things. And the book is structured in a way that the riddles get more difficult. And of course, there is an answer key at the back, so that will help you. But as you progress through the book, the riddles get more challenging. We do tend to try to have a riddle or a puzzle book at all times. It seems to be something that people really enjoy, and we enjoy it as well. And so we were really happy when we found this book because it has so many different riddles. 300 riddles and brain teasers, that's quite a lot of value for a one-volume book. So yeah, check it out. It's definitely popular. We're seeing a lot of people purchase it. Great. For those summer days, Mm. make sure that your brain stays (laughs) while you're relaxing in the summer. If you have a nice beach trip planned or something or trip to the mountains and you're relaxing, you want to make sure your brain stays engaged. So Mm -hmm. when you're not reading your summer novel, you can turn over and solve some puzzles. (laughs) 
Sometimes the items that you release are particularly relevant to things going on in the world around us at any given time, and really not much more so than a new map that MBP has recently released. Yeah, we have a map of Ukraine. This is a tactile map produced by Tactile Vision Graphics, and we are pleased to be able to offer that in our catalog. It is a one 10-page volume, and there are two tactile graphic pages. This is $18, and it features the major cities in Ukraine as they were before February 24th, 2022. So for anyone who follows current events and is interested in what's going on in the world, this map will help you to understand the relationship between major cities in Ukraine, as you might hear about them on the news, and you can go and get a better sense of how they are relating to each other in the overall geography of Ukraine. Yeah, it's a great idea. I know when I was in junior high, I guess, we were having all of the various conflicts going on in Russia and Sarajevo and places you know, like that. Those were the big ones happening at the time. And at the time, I was thinking, gosh, it would be so nice to have something. So in an instance like this, when it's everywhere and you're hearing about all the different battles and things that are occurring, it is really valuable to have something that will help you get a little more perspective on what's going on, where it's happening. And that's a really helpful tool. Yeah, it's always good to be informed. And actually, that being informed is a great segue to talk about our Algebra 1 spark charts. Oh, I had heart palpitations reading about that. Yes, please, (laughs) tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, what the spark charts are is, well, there are companies that make these laminated sheets with like teeny tiny little font that a sighted person can use as a cheat sheet. So let's say you're taking a class and you're learning all sorts of information, but you'd also like a reference that just summarizes all the most important things, like all those formulas that you need to remember, you know, all the critical relationships, you know, sort of like boiling an entire class down to its most important essence, right? So that's what the spark charts are. And you can get these across all sorts of different topic areas. Well, these are so useful, so wonderful. They're so delightful. We thought, well, hey, why not make these in accessible formats? And so this particular one is for Algebra 1. And it's all the sort of handy tips at your fingertips with outlines, summaries, and the key points that one would want to know about Algebra 1. So this one talks about number systems and sets. It talks about properties of arithmetic operations, linear equations in one variable, solving absolute value equations, graphing equations on the number line, the Cartesian plane, graphing linear equation, solving simultaneous linear equations, covers exponents, powers, roots radicals, polynomials, and it has some word problems. So it's really like this really big picture overview of Algebra 1. And as you probably are familiar with Spark Charts, because we did a nutrition Spark Chart, and we did a weights and measures Spark Chart. So it's that same product line, but moving a little bit more into the you know, the arena of math. There's many people in our community who love math. And so, you know, we're just trying to always have resources in all content categories. 
Awesome. Yeah, that is great. Maybe that would have helped me have a better rational understanding of algebra. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Math was never my thing. (laughs) Well, you bring up a good point, which is maybe, you know, maybe X number of years ago, there weren't resources in certain subject areas. And so you didn't even have an opportunity to discover that you might actually love math, Mm -hmm. right? And you know, it ties into the precise mission of MVP that we can produce in all content categories for all ages and that there should be resources in the math and science areas, just like in the arts and really in every area, right? Because different yeah. children have different aptitudes and they only realize what their aptitudes are when they're exposed to those content categories. Exactly. So let's end the new stuff on a high note or a fun note in this case. And kids are out of school. Maybe they want something new to do. Maybe they're getting bored. Maybe they're not having so much of a vacation or whatever's going on. Or maybe they are and they just want to show off, maybe increase their presentation skills a little bit. You got something that might help with that in a really fun way. Yeah, we have a book called 12 Amazing Magic Tricks. And the subtitle is Super Fun Magic for the Home or Classroom. This is actually a book that was something we produced before my time. So that's at least, I've been here seven years. So I think this was a book that maybe we had, we updated this to UEB. So that tells you how long ago it was since we had it. We updated it to UEB and we also made some small changes, but it's basically 12 magic tricks. It's written with a blind child in mind. So it's written for the young aspiring blind magician who, yeah, likes to be in front of people and perform or, you know, amaze people, delight people with magic. (laughs) So, you know, it's just one of these fun things. We're always thinking about, like you said, like, okay, school is out, right? So what are some fun resources for kids at home? And who doesn't like magic? Everyone likes magic. And it's really, it's a really fun book. It's, there's some really good tricks there. There's some, there's some good tricks. I would definitely suggest if you have any interest in magic, in performance, to check this book out. That's so fun. Love it. So if you have any interest in any of these things, you can visit nbp.org or you can give them a call. 1-888-965-8965. Six, five. And certainly you can learn more or maybe you've already received your Summer Picks catalog. If you don't regularly check out what's new with NBP, the catalogs are a great way to find out what's going on for summer and for the holiday season. You can find out what's come out in the times around those seasons and pick out some goodies for yourself and your friends. So definitely recommend the catalogs. Or you could go visit either Cassell or Tony at conventions this year, coming up really soon. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm going to be at ACB. Me and the customer service manager, Luis Barrios, he will be at ACB with me. And then Tony will be at NFB with one of our customer service associates, Holly, Holly Bedford, James. And so definitely come by and say hello to us. You know, one thing I would also love to point out is that we have a new online store. We have moved our online store over to Shopify. And right now, that new store is active, and we will be completely switching over to that new store, shutting down the old store when we get back from conventions. So you may or may not even notice that if you log in to order products and your web browser just logs you automatically into your existing account, you may actually still be ordering through our old system. 
But our new system is very accessible, very user-friendly. It has a lot more features to keep you up to date about the status of your order as that order progresses. And I know that you guys were two of the people that we asked to help test that system as we were developing it to ensure that it met our user needs, to ensure that it was highly accessible. Do you have anything you want to say about that new Shopify store that we're setting into motion? Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun for people. I think it will be, like you said, very user-friendly, very easy to navigate, and just an easy process for people to learn and get into. I knew it had gone live, and I'm excited to go play with it a bit more now that it's live, but I definitely think it'll be a great experience for people. And, you know, if you use the techniques that hopefully you're familiar with to navigate websites, then you'll have a great experience with this. Or, of course, you can just use your arrow keys and bounce through, but you will definitely enjoy the nice clean, simple way of being able to navigate through and find what you're looking for or some great gifts for the people you love. Excellent. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we tested it from people using different screen readers, people on different browsers, and we're pretty confident that this is going to improve the user experience. We're excited about it. It's an investment and we're always trying to invest. I think it's a good investment. Definitely. Yeah, it always pays to make sure that things work cross-browser and cross-platform. So hopefully that will be a welcome experience for everybody. Well, of course, this has been lots of fun. It always is. And I know people will be super excited to hear about all the new things for summer. And of course, anything else you're welcome to explore in the catalog as well. Always lots of fun things that perhaps are new to you guys. So Visit nbp.org to learn more. Or again, you can give NBP a call to order via phone. Cassell, as always, it's been a blast. Thanks so much for sharing all the new goodies. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait for us to do our next book together. Woohoo! Yay, me either. It's been a little while. I'm ready to write another book. <laughs> Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. We hope you enjoyed learning more about Summer Picks, all the good stuff coming out from NBP that is available now. You can visit the website, of course, to learn more about that. And again, convention sales are on, so you can visit our website, mysticaccess.com, M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S.com, to learn about all the goodies that we have available for you. Thank you, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media. Mastodon, mysticaccess.online, and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes, 
at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.